Okay, I've just survived another GOP debate. Very, very interesting. I'm going to play you the pre-show. I did about an hour and a half before it began. The two rants I did during the breaks and the wrap-up after show. So, let's go. It's about an hour and a half before the big debate in Tampa, and what can we expect? Well, of course, Newt Gingrich has shocked everybody with his tremendous upset in South Carolina. I mean, no Republican has been made president of the United States recently who hasn't won the South Carolina primary, which points to the fact that Newt is going to be president. That very thought is totally freaking out what is called now the GOP establishment, if you can find them. You know, the likes of Karl Rove and the others who want to win in 2012 because they want to be back in power. I mean, Rove has no politics. All he's interested in is winning and power. But there's still some left in what used to be the Republican Party would, who would like to take back the White House. And they know that if Gingrich runs, one person said, it's a recipe for losing 45 states. They are truly out of their minds. And of course, Gingrich, it couldn't be happier. You can hear the buttons popping on his pigeon-breasted shirt. And also, he's spending no money in Florida. Romney has spent $7 million with his super PAC, and Gingrich has spent zero goose egg, and he's leading him. Two latest polls show him with a nine-point lead over the empty suit. It doesn't look good for Mitt, and he's supposed to kind of play catch-up tonight. They say he's supposed to be the tough guy tonight. Well, it's hard for Mitt to play tough. It's true. He's not by nature a tough guy. He's made some tough decisions. How many people am I going to fire? How much money am I going to charge this company that I'm putting into bankruptcy? Hmm, 10%, 15%. I wonder how much I need to expand my fourth mansion. He's had some tough decisions to make. But he's not a tumbler. He's not a brawler. And if Gingrich is anything, he is a street fighter. Gingrich will lie. He will do anything necessary to make a point. He's indomitable, and unfortunately, in the short run, these crowds are going after the red meat. They don't want measured thoughts. They want attack. They want to see blood on the floor. And I think they're going to see it tonight. The ringer, what is Santorum going to do? The altar boy. Is he going to, like, take off his sweater vest and reveal that there's this new nasty Santorum or get-down-in-the-trenches Santorum? I don't know. I mean, the guy is pretty, pretty bland, pretty straightforward. He's also a liar. And then you've got Ron Paul. Ron Paul could have a ball tonight, but it depends on where he thinks he's going with the Republican Party. He has tremendous enthusiasm amongst the people that follow him. If he doesn't become enthusiastic about the eventual nominee and raise his hand with him in Tampa in August, and if he doesn't support the, the, the ticket 100%, they're in deep doo-doo. Uh, he may even consider a third party. It depends on... What he thinks he's going to get out of it. He's getting an awful lot of promotion, an awful lot of publicity, and he do love it. Well, they're after Mitt. 
They're after Mitt something serious. Here's a piece that the Democrats have put together. Let's call it Mitt and the Cayman Islands. Why not should the people of South Carolina see last year's return? Uh, because I want to make sure that I beat President Obama. If there's anything in there that is going to help us lose the election, we should know it before the nomination. And if there's nothing in there, if there's nothing in there, why not release it? We followed the Romney Trail of Wealth to the Cayman Islands in the Caribbean, where he has millions of dollars of his personal wealth in corporations set up here. Bain Capital has set up secretive offshore funds in the Caymans. My taxes are carefully managed. Uh, what's the effective rate I've been paying? Well, I've, it's probably closer to the 15% rate than anything. Does Mitt Romney have a Warren Buffett tax problem, all right? His self-proclaimed 15% effective tax rate from Governor Romney. The question now is, is Mr. Romney paying less than his own personal assistant? Under his own tax plan, Romney's taxes would actually fall. They'd go down. Your father set a groundbreaking standard. He released his tax returns. He released them for not one year, but for 12 years. Will you follow your father's example? Maybe. <laughs> that maybe, maybe cost him the nomination. He is cratering nationally. He had a double-digit lead just a little teeny while ago, and now he's one point ahead of Newt Gingrich, and that's in a five-day rolling average that doesn't include but one day since Newt took South Carolina. Romney in big trouble, and the problem is he's really not much of a recovery guy. He's Mr. Inevitable. I remember that Hillary Clinton was Miss Inevitable. And I miss her. So here we go. And let's not forget, at any time while we're listening to this debate, let's not forget who these people are trying to beat. Okay, this is definitely Mitt's night. He's been listening to his handlers. Suddenly, he's come out and he has put Gingrich off his feet. Gingrich only works well when he bullies, when he's being put to it. I wouldn't say that Mitt's bullying him, but he's not taking his guff. And it's making Newt nervous. He's stumbling. He is frowning. And you've got this CEO Romney pointing his finger at him saying, you are a disgraced speaker. You are a lobbyist. You had a, you had an office on K Street. I've got these Republican representatives who said you came and lobbied them. And, you know, Newt tries everything he can to get around it. He's full of facts. No doubt about it. Got lots of interesting things memorized, but he's digging himself a hole because the only way he can really respond is to lie. Lie, because what Romney's saying is public record. You know, it's not on Romney right now. And of course, Santorum and Paul have completely disappeared. If you didn't know differently, you'd think, well, this is a presidential uh, you know, debate, and these two guys are running against each other. Paul 
sounded a, a bit dotty. He really maybe hasn't been getting enough sleep. And Santorum, well, I'll tell you, you know, the guy is pretty steady. He just stands there and lets it go. The problem is he talks about himself in the third person half the time. And that's called disassociation. But let's go back. Newt tried what he got away with last time. He tried pillaring the... Um, the guy that was make, doing the questions, that didn't work. Then he tried his cute ways of trying to put Romney down. Romney didn't step back. When the newt stopped, Romney came at him again. I mean, if this was a prize fight and it was being done in three or four rounds, this is definitely Romney's round. Now we're going to come back and we'll see where it goes. So now we've been treated to the season of saber rattling. This is all about foreign policy. Mitt Romney would declare war on Iran if they closed the Straits of Hormuz. And Newt Gingrich would reinstate covert action against the Cubans? And oh, Rick Santorum is right there, too, because remember, he represents a large Catholic lobby, and you've got the Catholics are mainly Cubans are basically there. And then you get Ron Paul turns around and says, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, you know, if you didn't know better, you'd think this guy was the Democrat. See, he hasn't really talked any of the loony domestic stuff. We're in foreign policy, and there, his brand of, I don't consider it isolationism, I consider it anti-imperialism, really comes home. He knows we can't beat the Taliban or even try to beat the Taliban. He also knows that we have already committed an act of war by blockading Iran. Everybody gets it. He knows there's not a will in this country to go to war. We don't want to go to war with Iran. That's just a huge distraction. And I don't really think that Romney has much of a, uh, you know, a real desire to do that. I think he has to saber-rattle right now because he's trying to get right-wing saber-rattling votes. And Gingrich just loves to provoke. He is an agent provocateur. So we haven't heard anything from these people about a grander, more effective kinder and smart foreign policy. It's all about the fact that we haven't been tough enough. Look, we've been tough enough, and thank God because of Obama, we've been smart enough. We could be smarter. I think the drones are a travesty, Mr. Obama. But if you listen to these guys on stage, you certainly don't want them wielding the baton in the military and the State Department. Well, things have settled down a little bit. Uh, I just heard Mitt Romney <laughs> gabble out the same tired lies about Obama. There is something fixated in this man. There's something obsessional in this man. He has been told time and time again, and even his campaign has put out literature correcting the facts that, one, the stimulus did not create any private sector jobs wrong, that he's made it harder for people to work, harder for businesses to prosper. Wrong, wrong again. He keeps, there's a whole litany of things that he said about Obama early on, got fact-checked. It was like when he said corporations are people, and his handlers came to him and said, you know, Mitt, that dog don't hunt. You're going to get booed again. No, just don't say that. You can make the point, but don't say it that way. Two weeks later, He's on the stump, I guess, in Iowa saying, you know, corporations are people too. So he really doesn't listen. There's a part of his brain that all of a sudden turns on and he starts talking.
That's the robot part. Now, did you see? Newt Gingrich has become very laid back. He realizes that the angry, nasty Newt just ain't working because he doesn't have a blood sport audience in Tampa, Florida. Okay, so people heralded this debate on the 23rd of January as a turning point. We would either see the demise of Mitt Romney or the the slow decline of uh, Newt Gingrich, the disappearance of uh, Rick Santorum, the marginalizing of Ron Paul. This was Mitt Romney's night. Somehow he started listening to the people who were handling him. Not completely. He's still coming forward with that babble litany of lies about who Obama is, but he has become obsessed with Obama. Really, Obama has become, in a sense, some sort of Mormon devil to him. I don't know what role devils play in the Mormon religion, but whatever the bad guys are, he's got an equal sign between those bad guys and Barack Obama. Okay, so but Mitt was in charge. At the end here, when he had that list of seven things that you need to do to get people back on track, hell, man, that's five more than Rick Perry could remember. So he's definitely ready to be president. And we also saw that Newt Gingrich doesn't cut it if he can't be rude and angry. He's got to be confronted. He's got to be put against the wall to be strong. And he can't bully if he's being bullied back. Or let me put it this way. He can't bully Romney if Romney has his sand and his courage. And he had his sand tonight to the point where poor Mitt, I mean, started to like, you know, shuffle and uh, kind of uh, miss his words. And in the last half of the debate, he was demure. He was quiet. A few times I even saw him bow his head, monkey-like, saying, you know, you win. Because Newt really doesn't know what it means to be president. There's a part of Newt that doesn't want to be president, that knows it's way over his head. But we'll see. Romney does want to be president. He what, made a promise to somebody, to his dad? Dad, I'm not going to run an auto company, but I'm going to be president. That's a promise. So this is Romney's night. There's no doubt about the fact that his numbers will come back better in Florida. And this is going to be a long campaign, and there's just so much they can say about each other. And this circular firing squad continues, except we're going to lose Rick Santorum. He began to fade before our very eyes tonight. I mean, he was unnecessary. There was nothing he said that was truly germane to the conversation, i.e., he tried to separate himself from Romney and um, Gingrich as a more true conservative. Boring. I think he's going to do very poorly in Florida and probably give up the ghost after the 31st. Ron Paul ain't going anywhere. It's going to get down to three-way debates, and then, man, it's going to be Ron Paul time. Because what's he got to lose? Plus, half the stuff he talks about is right on the button. How can they debate with a man who says, end the empire? How can they debate with a man that says, legalize drugs? How can they debate with a man that says, get the federal government out of women's lives and out of the bedroom and out of sexual choice? I mean, there's so many issues that he's spot on that they can't handle, except to throw up their hands, what? They're going to call him an idiot? They're going to tell him he's, he's abetting the enemy? They, they can't turn him into Obama's handmaid, and that just don't work. Okay, so here we go. Got another one of these. Yeah.
before <laughs> the, the balloting. I think it's on Friday. I'll be there because you never know. We're going to have Newt's, uh, excuse me, Mitt's tax reports are coming out. Okay. Ooh, boy. There's something there. And it's blood in the water. They're going to make him turn him out all the way from what, like 94 or something like ever since he bopped into Bain, they're going to want to see what he made and how he made it. And if he doesn't turn it out, he's going to go into another decline. It's very shaky for the mitt. Like I say, the GOP is facing a test. Which of these garden gnomes serves them the best? Is it mitt, empty suit, daffy Ron, nasty newt? Or the creep in the dumb sweater vest. Become an Ozineer, huh? See you tomorrow. See you for the rest of the year. This is an important time and a key election.